Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I am your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your coach, your guide on the side. Happy New Year! First show of the new year. Well, first life. Hey, we'd like to thank the children from... Uh, All the little children of the world. Yeah, the, the neighborhood uh, child or daycare center. They're joining us They're today. They're on a tour here. Hey, kids, on the count of three, give us a little cheer. One, two, three. Oh, cute! sounded exactly like the first one. I know. Isn't that weird? But see, kids are very, very predictable. They just, uh, they're going to do it one way. They're going to do the same way over and over and over. That's that's the way kids are. Welcome to the show, my friends. Uh, I've missed you guys. I Where have you been? I haven't seen you for months. because you haven't come here to this building. I've been here. You have? Yes. What'd you do here uh, while I was gone? Work. You worked? My other job you that worked, I do here. You worked in your office and you just yes. shut the door. No, and, it was open. And then you take a nap. <laughs> well, sh- Nobody knows that you're <laughs> sleeping. Hey, uh, James is uh, sporting his Christmas sweater. My Christmas sweater. Is that your Christmas sweater? I, I suppose so. It I looks guess. very Christmassy. It oh, looks great. Thank you. Thank you. It is you, red, so. Is it? Just yeah. trying to yeah. maintain the Christmas spirit. Mm. Well, I like it. You look great. Did you have a good year, a good New Year's, a good uh, holiday season? Yeah, it was fantastic. Loved it. Did you, were you with Kanisha? What was her name? Uh, Monica? Mo- yep. Are you with Monica? Yes, I was actually. Anything new? Uh, any new announcements? Like, did <laughs> did Monica receive any hardware? Uh, any new knives? Any new knives? <laughs> a spatula? Maybe a ladle? No, not, not yet. Okay. Uh, it's still in the process. Excellent. Because, you know, ladles are very important. You know, you oh, have to make yeah. sure you get the right one. I mean, know. of all of the utensils, it's the biggest. It, yeah. Do you go steel, Teflon? I mean, I don't know. A lot of choices. That's a. Hmm. Yeah, if any of you have ideas on whether we should go steel or Teflon with the ladle, give us a call. 1 855 chat ladle. <laughs> um, well, I'm wondering if she got anything from underground. What, like truffles? No, maybe. <laughs> you know, people forage for things what? all over the world. Who's foraging for Monica? Oh, I don't know. The only guy I know that would forage for Monica is James and her other boyfriend, Johnny. (laughs) Wait, what? Have you not heard? Uh, No. Uh Everybody knows Monica's (laughs) got two boyfriends. Well, you made it. So it was a great holiday season. Yeah, it was fantastic. Sean, how's the Mm -hmm. family? Oh, they're doing great. Anything new? Mm, No, no new family members. No. No one one was born in your family? (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Oh, Thank geez. goodness, actually. You're taking that, that too literally. That would have been weird. <laughs> that would have been really weird. Um, the kids are okay. The girls are fine. Oh, yeah. They're all back at school now. Isn't that the greatest? Oh, yeah. I dropped my son off today. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Dad, do you know where to drop me off? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> How long do you think it's been? <laughs> Did he know, though? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what class am I going to? Are they. That's the funny thing. They weren't, you know, they weren't liking going back. Uh, my kids didn't have a problem with it. Didn't they? Well, yeah, yeah. but yours is, that's prison. <laughs> I mean, you got to go back, right? If they're listening. They are listening right now, actually. I'll bet you. Oh, they're going to be offended by that. We know you don't go to prison. It's juvie. It's not prison. It, I do, uh, yeah. Oh, they're, they're, responding. they're responding as we speak. Okay, so 
Uh, we've got a great show for you today. Expectations. Because everyone had mm-hmm. expectations. See, I think that's why we always have a letdown after the holiday because you have this expectation that it's going to be kind of utopic, utopia, this this heaven on earth. And then you realize, nope, it's just Christmas. Yep. Know what I mean? That's did it. you have the letdown? No, not really. What did you get? Like what's your favorite gift? My favorite gift, cash. Wow. No. <laughs> you are shallow. Actually, <laughs> you are shallow. Actually, no. I got a because I like to wear bow ties to yes, church. Yes. I got a bow tie for for almost every holiday of the year this coming year. Wow. You got the holiday set. I did. The and they were home, but they were homemade. Really? Yes. Who's making homemade bow ties? My kids. Well, my, do they my, not know my that mother, I like my bow ties? My mother helped them. Okay. <laughs> That's kind of rude. My mother helped them make bow ties. My kids made you a bow tie. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't bring it. Okay. Probably not going to get it now. Oh, well. Um, I'll let you wear bow ties. it. I'm not going to say anything about my favorite gift, but um, I'll uh-huh. just um, just going to fix my shirt here. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. That's a really nice watch you have there, What? Matt. Say what? That that watch. That's it's, my watch. That's fantastic. That's my pre- that was my gift from um, that was my gift from my friend. Cool. He just he gave me a watch. Really? He's actually my business partner. He, he just, was tired of it, right? He gave, yeah, he found it. He <laughs> said he found it on some guy in the alley. He bought it in New York, probably. Off he bought me table. a watch, and <laughs> I felt so bad because I bought him a gift certificate oh. and some truffles, <laughs> <laughs> but not the expensive under the earth truffles. Oh. You didn't go foraging you for, for your the chocolate. Oh no, no. So anyway, I felt bad. It was one of those moments where he, ex- I expected that we were just going to exchange little gifts, right? And then he hands me this billion dollar watch. watch. Wow! Yeah. I bet that was an awkward moment. It was, but mm-hmm. I, I got over it really fast. <laughs> Once I got it sized, I was Sweet. like, "I'm over that." Well, he's still ruminating <laughs> about it. I can guarantee that. Yeah, he's kind of bugged by. Love it. this but gift card. Every day, I he comes into the office, and I always cover it. <laughs> I'm like, "Hey, how's your gift card? What what gift card? What gift card?" Uh, anyway, so it was a good holiday. That's good. It got a lot of time with the kids. Yeah, actually. Um, Actually, got a, got a few days away from the kids too. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. How'd you do that? Because they, we always spend Christmas at my mother's house, mm-hmm. which is in a different city. Well, it's a it, it's a city it's away, twenty miles away. Yeah, okay, but still, it's out of town. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, dad's so, gotta go back. No, I just tell work. people I'm going out of town for Christmas, <laughs> so you have to go to church. You're dodging church. <laughs> no, you're a church dodger. No, I still went to church. Church. Okay. Christmas wasn't on a Sunday, so. Yeah. Hey, um, did you watch the bowl game, the big bowl games, the two bowl games, the two big championship playoff games? I, I did not watch the Oregon uh, oh. game. You know what? But that I did is... watch the Ohio State game because my, my wife had to watch it because my, my sister-in-law is going to Ohio State right oh. now. Oh, well, bless her. She's, she's, she's getting a graduate degree there. Is she really? Mm-hmm. Uh, great games. By the way, the best thing the NCAA ever's done, ever, ever has done in their life is put together that series. I thought those. Were, I thought the, the one that I watched was a pretty good game. Amazing. So we were a big. You know, I have five boys. Yep. Four of them are in town, and we went and we just talked sports a lot and watched a lot of sports. A lot of grunting. A lot of grunting. Okay. A lot of scratching. Mm-hmm. And a lot of fighting with pillows, and it was driving uh, me crazy. At least it was pillows. I went off as a father a few times. <laughs> Like, if I do not hey! make me get out of this chair, <laughs> then I'd say, bring me a pillow, bring me a pillow. Yeah. And then I'd, they'd hand me a pillow, then I'd throw it at them. 
But I was like too lazy to bend over the, off I the couch see. to get mm-hmm. the pillows. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Well, you're hey, in that recliner. But there's some good news. I was in my recliner. Uh, the All-Star, what are they called? Um, you mean the Hall the of Fame? Hall of Famers. Hall of Famers, yes. Uh, Baseball Hall of Fame, uh, the voting results from the Baseball Writers Association of America have yes. come out today. And so the next class of Hall of Famers that are going in will be Randy Johnson, Pedro Martinez, John Smoltz, and Craig Biggio. Three wow. pitchers and a – Biggio or Biggio? Biggio. Yeah, I like Biggio. Mm-hmm. Biggio. He's not a rapper. <laughs> and Smoltz, pitcher? Smoltz, yeah. And um, uh, I can't remember. And Greg Maddock. And I can't remember the other one now. No, Maddox is. I thought Maddox. He's already, he went in last year. Oh, I thought he got in trouble. No. Okay. No. That's uh, Roger Clemens. That was Clemens, of. exactly. Mm-hmm. How cool. That's uh, a great class remember. right there. It is. It's an incredible class. The, these guys were some incredible hurlers yeah. in, the, in, in the heyday of baseball when I was watching it. Hurlers. Anyway. Uh, Pitchers. Another name for a pitcher. Yes. I mean, I'm just saying, we're coming out of the new year. <laughs> Hurling meant something completely different. That was a years week ago. Yeah. yeah, it was. My head's still there. But Randy Johnson, oh, I mean, he's a five-time Cy Young Award you winner. Him? That lanky, oh, tall dude. The man was so tall. He was so good. The one thing I do remember about Randy Johnson, the one highlight I remember, when he was, I think he was pitching for the Diamondbacks at yeah. the time. But I remember he throws, he, he starts his pitch, gets into the lineup, throws the pitch, and it, and is yes, you know exactly <laughs> so what I'm talking cool. about. As the ball is traveling to the catcher's mound, a bird flies in the path of the ball and caw, caw. boom! All you see is this. Yeah, you just saw. Yeah. It. I said I, a I bunch of feathers earlier. I said that's that was so cool. That was not cool. That well, was tragic. It, oh, it, awful I don't, day for I all I think of us. the bird survived. No way. We're going to have to look that up. That bird is in 20 pieces. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Are you saying that? <laughs> well, Randy did, Johnson fastball, I would think he is. Well, if but, he did, yeah. he's also just a, a bald little. <laughs> <laughs> well, there were feathers flying. Bald yes. little bird. Well, we got a great show for you. Um, today, we're talking about expectations. You know, a lot of times. They're really what ruin your life. Mm, I'm expecting you expect a good sh- something. I'm expecting a good show. Okay, let's let's fix that expectation <laughs> okay. right now. But it's not going to be that great. We want to lower. We want to lower your expectations. Today's show is going to be super average, uh, even maybe a little below average. Yeah. I, be- I bet our guest brings it up. She'll bring it up a notch or two. Uh, in a minute, we're going to bring on Christine Hassler, who wrote the book on uh, Hangover. Uh, expect, uh, expect, expectation hangover. Expectation hangover, which is a weird idea. But Again, she'll, she'll explain it. She'll explain it. Christine ha- Hassler will be joining us. Hey, welcome back. Good to be with all y'all. And uh, it's great to be with James, sporting the holiday sweater. A wonderful expectation thought about and met. We'll take a break. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Anticipation. What do you get a guy that gave you knives? What do you get that guy for Christmas? Ketchup. No, why? Well, that's what I think of when I hear that song. Anticipation, yeah. Heinz. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, try to stick with me. Okay. Brown mustard. (laughs) 
No. Some condiment of some sort. <laughs> so if some guy just gave you a set of knives, I mean a guy you're serious with. <laughs> okay, this is a purely well, yeah. hypothetical. Yeah, situation. no kidding. <laughs> I'm asking the lady folks out. Okay, there. what uh, what do you what do you get that guy for Christmas? Uh, a gift certificate to Omaha Steaks. Ooh, that's a good yeah. gift. Nope. Okay, <laughs> wrong. That's not it. Wrong answer. You get him a chef coat. Oh, oh that's a great idea. And a chef hat. Well, maybe the hat. Yeah, yeah. and chef clogs. Okay. <laughs> You know the clogs that chefs wear? Yeah, yeah Mario yeah. Batali wears them. Yeah. But yeah. I, they're not no, – I would chefs. not find they're, them no, comfortable. Nurses and chefs, they wear uh, clogs okay. from Holland. Wow. Uh, so that's what you got, James. Yeah. It was, no, is that what you expected to get? No, actually. It did was it, probably the best Christmas present ever. So Did it have your name on the chef jacket? No, that's, that's uh, coming up in the future. We'll embroider it and everything. Uh, it's great. Wow. Yeah. Sounds hot. That's the thing. I didn't even know what to expect, and then boom. See? See, that was what was great about that gift is you weren't expecting that. Yeah. And that was great. But see, if you were expecting something else, like a kiss, let's say, (laughs) from Malanka, and she didn't give you a kiss, you'd then be like, hey, rip off. The nice thing about that coat, though, is, you know, as they say, kiss the cook, boom. I'm officially the cook because I have a coat now. Oh, that's so. great. Now there's an expectation that uh, <laughs> yep. we'll have to think about. That's actually kind of weird because now her mom, her grandma, her aunt, they're all, her dad, they're all going to be kissing you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, we've got a, a guest that's going to join us who wrote the book on expectations. And honestly, truly, even with my own clients when I'm in my own life, it's our expectation that kind of makes life hard. If you don't expect anything, it could be – you know, pretty surprising when something beautiful happens. But if you expect a promotion and you don't get it, ooh, downer. You know, if you expect that person to not hit your car when they're driving down the road, you're expecting them to stop and they mm-hmm. don't, mm-hmm. ooh, yeah. Trouble for everybody. Her name is Christine Hassler. You can go to her website, christinehassler.com. She is the author of multiple books. The book we're talking about today, though, is her newest book, Expectation Hangover, Overcoming Disappointment in Work, Love, and Life. And it's a guidebook for how to treat disappointment on the emotional, mental, behavioral, and spiritual levels. Christine Hassler, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Well, thank you so much. I, I heard the tease for this show, and I'm glad that we've really lowered everyone's expectations. Yeah. Did so you I hear that? No performance anxiety. Yeah. You know what? I'm already feeling great about it. <laughs> we are nailing it for for the worst awesome. show we have ever done. This is it's turning out pretty good. Awesome, awesome. I'm I'm happy to be on the worst show you've ever done. You what know an what, honor. You know what's sad, Christine, is everybody that has you on as a guest, they probably think we need to lower expectations. So you're always on the worst shows ever. Oh my gosh, I feel I, I want to talk to you every Monday because this is just such a good way to kick off yeah. my week. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. That's why I have my own show. Christine, good to meet you. And uh, you're you're a very busy person. You're on every television show, Today Show, CNN, ABC. You've done it all. But you must not have ever had any expectations to do any of this. So this must just be shocking you. Oh, gosh. Ha ha. If I had never had any expectations, like, I don't think I'd be human. Yeah, it's true. We all have expectations. And and really, you know, my the book and my message really isn't about not having expectations, because it's it's kind of human to have them. Yeah, right. It's really about what to do when you end up disappointed because of your expectations and how to prevent further disappointment. Is that what you call the hangover? The expectation hangover? 
Yeah, because honestly, it's like it, the symptoms are similar. You have a headache, your head may be physically aching, or yeah. you just may be obsessing mentally, analyzing, judging, going over and over and over in your mind. You're, you're spinning in confusion. The room may not be spinning, but you're spinning in confusion. You lack motivation. There's most likely some sense of regret, and you just want it to be over. You'll do anything you can. You're looking for any kind of quick fix. Now, the good thing about an alcohol hangover is, you know, some Advil, greasy cheeseburger, and <laughs> 24 hours, you're feeling a little better. But an expectation hangover can last, you know, from days to years to decades if left untreated. Well, and I, I think of it as a holiday, from holiday to holiday, because you always remember the bad day that you didn't get that one thing you really wanted or right. whatever your expectation was. Right, right. It, it, the human brain is really wired more for the negative. You know, we, we've evolved beyond just needing to survive. But back in caveman days, you know, we needed to focus on the negative because we were always, like, worried about our survival and safety. Right. And even though we've evolved, we look at, I mean, how much we've evolved just with technology alone, but we haven't really done the work to evolve our brains yeah. and start to rewire our brains. And the thing about expectations and the reason we have them is because part of the human condition is we look for something external to fulfill us. The relationship, the job, the money, the body, whatever it is, we're constantly looking for some kind of feeling from something outside of us. And that's where we set ourselves up for disappointment because we're advocating our control to something outside of us. And we think these expectations are goals, but they're really not. They're sort of preloaded disappointment and an attachment on some external thing to determine our worthiness, our value, our whole emotional well-being. And, and, and it is part of our nature. So our nature is to expect that it's going to come from the outside. Right. Versus, so isn't that weird? So we, we really are set up, it seems like, to fail. We're set up for an expectation hangover. Yeah, totally. we are. Like, just, just look at the conditioning of our society of, like, this is what you're expected to do. This is, you know, when you're expected to get married. This is, you know, if you're happy, you're expected to have this. I mean, it's just, it's crazy the external conditioning and how addicted we are to external results as a culture, mm. especially as an American culture. You know, I, I travel a lot, and one of my favorite places to go is Bali. I've been there four times. Wow. The people there are so happy, and they don't have a lot. They don't have goals and five-year plans yeah, and all no. this stuff, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with those things, but they're way happier than we are in America because they focus on the present moment and the simple things and love and connection and relationships, and they're not so obsessed with all these external checklists. Mm. I mean, even just the word expectation, it's not present. I mean, it's, it's right. what we're hoping will happen. Right. It, the definition is eager anticipation for something to happen. So if you live your life in expectations, you're constantly like waiting for something to happen. You're never in the present moment. Yeah. What if it was? What if you were eagerly experiencing the present moment? That's so much better. I love that definition. Like right. So then versus this huge anticipation, which was the great song we just played. Um, it. Mm-hmm. I, I. I don't know. I think you're. I think you're right. And then the idea that everything is outside of us. It's. Um, you know. It's the next thing. It's the better abs. It's the. It's the yeah. chef's. It's the chef's outfit. Yeah, we live in when then. You know, when I get X, Y, Z, then I'll feel yeah. W, what, whatever. That w and what J, I what I tell T. people is I'm not that quick with the alphabet. Neither am I. What I tell people is that. Um, but again, you had low expectations. That's right. Me, so there you go. I didn't even think you would. <laughs> That's it. Surprised me. You got X, Y, Z. I know. I know. Shocking. <laughs> you blew my mind. I know. Now I've lost my train of thought. Oh, here. This is. This will hopefully reassure some people. So. It, we're not saying that 
wanting things is bad, right? But what we're truly after when we want something is the feeling we think we're going to get it. Now, we actually, as humans with these amazing brains, we can generate different states in our body. Let's say I want a relationship. Let's say I want to fall in love and I want a feeling of connection, right? Right. Passion and all those things. I can generate that inside myself. Like I don't have to wait for that person to come and give it to me. Yeah. And so that's why where we get tripped up is like we we think it's the thing, but it's really the feeling. Oh, or the interesting. That we're yeah. Facing. But then then the downside is if you're constantly creating it yourself, you're not. I mean, in theory, in your brain, by thought, thinking about it and anticipating it, you never need to actually have it. But but here's the here's the icing on the cake. Mm. I love you cake. Those things they yeah. naturally come into your life. That's right. Maybe not in the form you thought, but when you become, let's say, you want more happiness in your life, when you really become happy and you generate the experience of joy, you will notice that you will attract more people and situations sure. that are, that you know are happy. Oh, that's great. So you really, yeah, you become literally and you know, energy, chemically, more attractive. Exactly. Mm. Okay, I'm liking it, Christine. Let's take a break. And when we come back, I want to, I know in your book, you go through different levels, emotional, mental, behavioral, spiritual levels of uh, getting through the hangover. Also want to talk about some of your quick fixes. Again, we are talking with Christine Hassler from the website, christinehassler.com. Christine is C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E, Hassler, H-A-S-S-L-E-R.com, the author of the great book, uh, the new book, her newest book, Expectation Hangover, Overcoming Disappointment in Work, Love, and Life. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today we're learning how to get over the expectation hangover, which, uh, you know, James has been going through a lot. He expected a kiss, and instead he got a chef's jacket. Yeah, pretty much. But it was pleasantly unexpected. Did she ha- Did she slide it up on your shoulders? Buckle you into it? Yeah, actually, yeah. I felt so official. Like, I think it's romantic. I don't even have to put on my own jacket. This is great. Yeah. I mean, you guys, you, you, you have a very weird dating style. <laughs> it's very, I don't know, it's very culinary. Yes, I would say you know that. What I mean? Yes, culinary I understand. Uh, a lot of people aren't that into, you know, the kitchen stuff. But I do know what you need to do if you ever get engaged to her. What? Vitamix. Ooh. Nothing says long-term relationship more than Vitamix. No. I know exactly how he needs to pop the question. What? Will it blend? <gasps> Will it blend? And you put and the you diamond put it in, in there. the blender. Because diamonds yes, don't blend. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, oh, are we on the air yet? What about the setting? Are we the on setting the air? would be toast. <laughs> don't worry about the setting. Okay, okay. Uh, welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. We're just trying to help James, you know, think of different ways someday to ask McConkey to marry him. And that's one way. Vitamix, will it blend? Those are different products. They are. Oh, well. We've just pitched both of them. Uh, on the phone with us, though, Christine Hassler. 
who is the author of the book, Expectation Hangover, Overcoming Disappointment in Work, Love, and Life. She's a life coach, and she feels it's important that people are asking very basic questions like, who am I? What do I want? How do I get it? She's been teaching us about the, uh, you know, the importance of our expectations. It's a very natural process. We all expect things out of life. We should expect things. And uh, yet in, the problem is, is when we, we put all of our weight, all of our attention, all of our focus into external things, things outside of us that are also very future-oriented, instead of learning to be present in the moment and starting to create some of these feelings that uh, that would come from these these wonderful expectations and do it, creating them ourselves. Uh, so, Christine, welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. Thank you. And I have to say that my Vitamix has never left me with an expectation hangover. Really? See, it oh will not God, disappoint. I love my Vitamix. You can make soup in it. I make everything in my Vitamix. Yeah. I use, sometimes use it twice a day. See? I'm telling mm-hmm. James. Yeah. We're trying to, you know, he's slowly going to buy everything in the kitchen until this woman says yes. How romantic. It's very romantic. It's also very costly. Um, <laughs> but it's worth it. So, Christine, talk to us some more about your the expectations. You were, you were teaching us before about the fact that we might be able to, if we if we just didn't expect everyone else you know, to meet our needs, we might be able to just create some of the emotions we're trying to have fulfilled by having a huge list of expectations. Correct. Manage those feelings. Correct. Talk about that a little bit more for us. Teach us. What do we need to know? (laughs) What do we need to work on to make sure that we can get this? Well, we need to work on not thinking that something outside of us is going to make us feel a certain way. We need to take responsibility for our own well-being. I think that, yes. you know, like I learned algebra and physics Ugh. in school. Yeah. Like, can I tell you how often I use algebra? Never. <laughs> like, never in my I life. I know. I know. And That's, I really a... wish I would have learned how to process my emotions, how to rewire my brain, how to shift my behavior, you know, how yep. to question whether I wanted to take on all the belief systems of my parents. You know, like, it's just amazing what we don't learn. And one of the things we, we never, ever learn is really how to be happy. Yeah. What we believe and what we're conditioned to believe is that doing things and getting things are the things that are going to make us happy. And we're just kind of set up for that. And I think that we lose sight of the fact that we have this incredible power. As human beings, we only utilize about 10% of our potential that's kind of the average. I mean, if was, that. Yeah, if that. If that. I mean, that's the <laughs> Quite average. Honestly. So you get some people higher, some people lower. Right. You, know, you know where you are. But we have the power and the capacity to leverage so much more of that. So, you know, for me, here, here I'll use a personal example from yeah. my life. Um, so when I was 10 years old, I was diagnosed with depression and put on Prozac. And I was told, you have a chemical imbalance, you are depressed, and you will need medication for the rest of your life. Now, I am not here to speak on whether or not medication is right or wrong. I'm only speaking on my experience. At around the age of 30, 20 years later, after about eight years of going, gosh, I don't know if I want to be on this medication. I feel kind of numb. Like, I don't feel terribly bad, but I don't feel great either. I just really started to question, like, I want to feel a different way. Do I really need this, you know? Yeah. And so I decided that I wanted to take a journey to, to get off the medication, and it took me about a year. And after 20 years of being on all different kinds of, of antidepressants and anti-anxiety medications, got off. And one of the tools that I used was, you know, with being told I was depressed and having a comfort zone, actually a comfort zone in sadness and blonde depression, 
I didn't know how to feel happy. Hmm. So I was consistently looking for things to make me feel happy. The guy, the job, losing five pounds, whatever it might have been, I was constantly looking for that. And so I started to really teach myself how to feel happy on the inside. And just one little thing that I did is every day I wrote for five minutes about the perks of being happy and what being happy looks like and what it feels like. Every morning for five minutes, I just write about that. And I started to generate this feeling inside of me. Mm. And my body and my unconscious mind learned how to feel that instead of depressed. And that was a big tool I used in the transition. So that's kind of a, a more oh, that's extreme great. A more extreme example, but I really want to, you know, I'm not just blowing smoke up. Right. You know what here? Like, I know this stuff works. <laughs> right. See, what, what, what I'm grateful for that. And because it's what's interesting is you brought up that example, but there's there's different levels we can work on this. So we always kind of go to the tangible level. Well, yeah, just get me a cell phone. Then I'll be happy. Right. But right. really, there's other levels you talk about, emotional levels, mental, behavioral, spiritual. There's other levels that can help pull us out of this this hangover. Yeah, well, and I think we all have addictive personalities. We're all looking for that, like, quick fix. You know, we're all addicted to our phones or food or whatever right. it yeah, may right. be. You know, we're, we're looking for something to sort of fill whatever uneasiness. And every human has some unresolved issues. Like, no, nobody gets to be a human without having some right. challenge or difficulty in our life. And we want to suppress that. You know, and in the, emotion, in the emotional level of the, the book, which is the first level of the treatment plan, I start with the emotional level because that's the one people want to avoid. They want to avoid their feelings. They want to avoid going in and dealing with issues. And I'm not saying that we have to, like, spend all day in therapy talking and crying and all these things, but we have to learn how to not suppress our feelings because when we suppress or repress our feelings, it leads to addiction. It leads to depression. It leads to irritability. It leads to lack of creativity. It leads to being complacent in our life. So in the book, I teach people on how to really process and how to release their feelings rather than recycle them because the thing about an expectation hangover is that it can feel pretty bad. And I know lots of people who have gotten into either bad relationships or addictions or things like that because they were trying to medicate their expectation hangover with a person or a substance. Right. And you can't do it that way. Yeah, you got to get to the root, right? I mean, there's deeper issues, right? And that's what we do. We like those tangibles, don't we? It just makes life so much more uh, out. It's so much safer in a way to go to the girlfriend or to right. the job to get your validation instead of having to go into your heart and really ask the tough questions. Exactly. And deal with the stuff that the expectation hangover is triggering, Yeah, you know, that you haven't ever dealt with. And, and believe me, like if you just got dumped by your girlfriend or you didn't get into the grad school you wanted or whatever it may be, temporarily you're going to feel better if you go out and have, you know, beers with your buddies. But the next day, you're going to feel even worse because not only did you not treat the expectation hangover, but then you put a depressant in your body yeah. and, and yeah. So you're just making you're <laughs> yeah. just making it worse. That's right. Yeah. And then who knows who you're going to date? Right. Exactly. Right. I mean, exactly. then you're in trouble. Then you're going to really yeah. in trouble. It's like, yeah, you don't want to like start dating someone new when you're in the depths of an expectation hangover because <laughs> everyone we date is a mirror of our experiences, which is why I tell people like, if you're a hot mess on the inside, please don't date because you're yeah. going to attract a hot mess. <laughs> please, please, for the good of society, please. stay away from other humans exactly. for a while. The Just problem is book. <laughs> that that's what's funny about it, though, is we because we don't ever go on these other levels. Our, we don't review our emotional level or our mental level or our behaviors or spiritual. We don't know that we're a hot mess. 
Right. We don't know that we're a train wreck. And then we're like, if I could just have a guy or if I could just get the chef's coat, I'm one step closer to being a chef. Right. But in reality, one step closer to being happy. That's right. And you're still making Hot Pockets. (laughs) Right, James? James is. I always like to teach James as we do this, Christine. That's good. And he's not even answering, but that's fine. Um, so, Christine, talk about in the book, uh, and just get into the first one. You have a, a bunch of little, like, quick fixes that you mm-hmm. suggest we go through. One of them is stop people pleasing. Mm-hmm. Go for that. What do you mean? Well, so here's something, and whenever I say this, people are like, what? <laughs> so I think people pleasing is an incredibly selfish thing to do. Ooh. Incredibly selfish. What? I know. Thank you. I teed that up well. And <laughs> that was you responded to the cue. Very, I was very waiting. I, I didn't um, know if you really wanted me yeah. to say it then. No, but great. We'll go okay. on tour next month. That's, That's awesome. Um, so p- why people pleasing is selfish? Be- and, and people think, well, people pleaser are like, no, it's all about making other people happy and da-da-da. No. If you're a people pleaser, what's really happening is you want people to like you. Right. You want to avoid confrontation. You don't want to have to deal with being honest. Or having those, or really sticking up for yourself, or having boundaries, or God forbid, having someone not like you. Right. Now, I'm not saying go be an a-hole to people. That's not what I'm saying. Right. What I'm saying is be self-honoring, be authentic, be honest. Yeah. Because when we're constantly worrying about pleasing other people and not really being honest with ourselves and not communicating the truth, that really, really is selfish. And we're setting ourselves up for an expectation hangover. Because I will tell you, I, I've worked with thousands of people and. People that were lifetime people pleasers end up very, very resentful yeah. and often very, very sick. Oh, yeah. Well, because you're not – you're fake. Right. right. And you're, you're depleting yourself, yeah. you know? So you internalize so much. And, and you know, I've, I've known a lot of people pleasers who get a lot of illnesses because they're just not living their truth. Right. No, it's, yeah, it's exhausting. I mean, that's a – I guess this is part of being real and being into yourself and finding out who you are and not pleasing everybody, but at least knowing the spiritual side of you, knowing the emotional, the the mental, the psychological. Let's take a break. We're talking with Christine Hassler from the website, christinehassler.com. She's uh, the author of a new book, Expectation Hangover, Overcoming Disappointment in Work, Love, and Life. More ideas, more tools when we come back right here on The Matt Townsend Show. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, the regret. All the could-haves, the would-haves, the should-haves. If only we could have understood what she actually expected. Now she's dancing with another man. I don't know why I'm looking at you when I said that. I don't know, but which is why I'm taking a dance class with Molly this semester. So, are you really? Yeah. Wow. So, but you guys don't have the knives when you're dancing. No, uh, they the instructors we brought them, but the instructor said that we should probably put them down while yeah. we dance. Yeah. So, oh, smart, smart instructors. <laughs> hey, uh, today we're talking about um, the the expectation hangover. The funk we fall into when we've expected certain things from life, we expected something to happen for us, and it just didn't quite go that way. 
how we handle that, how we manage our our process, how we, you know, quit expecting the things of the world to make the change in our life. And instead, how do we dig down deep inside of ourselves and we become the change? Who better to teach us than Christine Hassler from ChristineHassler.com, the author of the book, The Expectation Hangover, Overcoming Disappointment in Work, Love, and Life. She's been treating uh, people as a life coach for years and uh, has been offering her practical information and and tools for self-reflection on all of the big uh, networks and, and stations across the country. She just so happens to have lowered her expectations and come to today what we're calling the worst show ever. The worst show ever, the Matt Townsend Show. And by lowering the expectation, Christine, I think we're having a more positive effect. I, I, I hope so, but I know you've tried to teach us not to do this. We should, we should lower expectations. I know you don't. You don't. That, that, <laughs> I threw that in there. But, so, but I'm, I'm happy to be on the worst show ever. I'm honored. That's so good. I'm, that's totally going up on my bio. Wow. You just say, you put that on your bio. She, <laughs> She's been on CNN, ABC, The Today Show, and The Worst Show Ever, The Matt Townsend Show. There you go. The calls will be flooding in. I have a feeling this is backfiring on me. (laughs) Hey, you also have some more ideas from your book. And by the way, if anybody's ever been in an expectation hangover, as you've described it, they need to get the book. Uh, Where can they get the book? Well, if you go to, I mean, they can get it anywhere, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, it's in bookstores. Um, but if you go to expectationhangover.com, the website for the book, you and, and enter, enter your receipt number there after you get it, you also get a bunch of free gifts from me. Wow. You get two interviews, um, one with Dr. Alyssa Rankin and one with Dr. Robert Holden, which are amazing. And then you get free access to my online video workshop on treating expectation hangovers. So I highly recommend that. Good job. That just, uh, I'm just, I'm writing this down. Mm-hmm. Got to get it so I can keep my expectation there. There you um, go. Talk about – you have some more ideas in the book that you talk about uh, like don't go to a Chinese restaurant for nachos. <laughs> Seems like a brilliant fact. Right. Well, if you were craving nachos, would you go, you know, I think I'm going to hit up the Chinese restaurant no. and just really hope that they have them. Like really hope that they're going to know that I want nachos. <laughs> or perhaps if I describe to them what the ingredients are that they can – just come up with that. Yeah, make me a nacho. Yeah, of course you wouldn't. Right. Of course you wouldn't. No. You know you'd be disappointed. So we do this with people. We, we are craving nachos, craving a certain kind of feedback or feeling or understanding or behavior, and we go look for it at a Chinese restaurant. And what I mean by this is we don't manage our expectations of others. Rather than accepting people for who they are and what they have to offer, we want them to change. We want them to read our minds, and oftentimes we want them to be somebody that they're not. So be really clear on who can give you what in your life. Well, and then we have the nerve to be angry right? like 14 years later that you still don't have nachos. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, no, they're a Chinese restaurant. They serve really, really good chow mein or whatever. Yeah, chow yeah, mein, yeah. Mm. I don't know. I don't like Chinese food. <laughs> oh, you don't? Do you like nachos? Can I just give you some advice on that metaphor? 7-Eleven, they have everything. There we go. There they have go. everything. You get a little bit of everything. You can even get chow mein at some 7-Elevens, I'm sure. That's of it. disgusting. Hey, um, the, uh, that, I mean, it makes sense. But yet we sit there and we keep expecting it to be a certain way with a spouse. And they, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've had somebody say, okay, so you're expecting your partner to be this way. 
You've known them for 20 years. Right. You've tried everything. They're, they're not that way. You've tried right. everything to get them to move up. They won't change. They don't change. They can't change. They're not getting the change. And yet it still surprises you. And you're yeah. still mad. And you're still frustrated. So either accept them, yeah. right? Right. Divorce yeah. and go repeat the same pattern with somebody else. Yeah. Or accept them for who they are and whatever it is you're looking for for them, figure out who you can get it from. Yeah. You know, like... I think this is really important for women to keep in mind, too, because men and women are very different. And so many women you know, that I work with, I work with women and men, but a lot of the women that come to my retreats and things always complain about, my husband doesn't you know, do X, Y, Z. And I'm like, well, you know, go to your girlfriends for that. Like yeah. one person cannot fulfill everything. Like I don't want to like have the pressure to be anybody's fulfillment of all their expectations. Right. Oh, yeah, no. That's a lot of pressure. No, thank you. Yeah, especially if they want to go hunting and you're not a hunter. Right. I mean, right. it's like, I can't. Exactly. Never going to be a hunter, you know, but the go find friends to hunt with. And that's awesome. And you and I will go and do other things that we both like. See, but we that that there is the expectation, right? We just expect that they should or if they love me, me, they would adapt. Yeah. Yeah. Which is is not fair. Yeah, they can't. You can't expect that. Um, Wake up from comparison comas. Oh, my gosh. I would say that, like, comparison is one of the worst things we do to ourselves. And social media has made this really, really easy to do. (laughs) Um, You can shop your comparison now. Oh, my God. It's like everybody is torturing themselves via social media by comparing themselves to everyone. And what I tell people is, you know, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram is – everybody's highlight reel. It's not their behind the scenes. Right. You know, I don't like post a picture on Facebook when I'm like, I'm really bloated. I feel awful about myself. I'm having a crappy day. <laughs> yeah. and I don't feel like I have any friends. Like I would never put that post up. <laughs> right. No, you know, it's like, here I am, you know, look I'll, at me. Yeah. You look at all so filtered like, up. <laughs> it's not, it's not everybody's, you know, it's not the full view of what we all are, you know, of life. And right. so I think that we, are so looking again to the outside and we end up comparing ourselves and we've got to stop doing that. You know, we've got to, we can look to people to inspire us. Anytime we're experiencing jealousy, we can go, all right, what do I see in that person that I want to bring forward more in myself? You know, comparison can be useful in that way in that it's a good indicator into like what we need to generate inside ourselves, you know, because if we think someone is like really happy and confident, we're jealous of that. Well, that's an indicator to us that we need to work on becoming happy and confident in ourselves. Um, but the, the comparison coma, why I call it a coma is because when we're fixated on other people, we fall asleep and we lose sight and lose connection with our own uniqueness and our own gifts. Yeah. Cause you're, you can't compare your worst with their best right? or the, their seeming best. Cause you don't have all the data. Right. Yeah. It's interesting when we're comparing a lot of times we are not getting all the data. We're not, we're not even, we actually exclude certain data. We don't have even like, you know, nine, we have like 1% of data. Uh-huh. And, but we act as if we've got it all. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, give us a, a little more insight on this. You say we need to be a kid. When it comes mm-hmm. to managing the expectation hangover, we've got to be like a kid. So kids, when they, you know, start to play or they're drawing something or they, they go into it with a sense of curiosity and wonder and fun and play. Yeah. You know, you know, little kids don't start building a sandcastle and go, if this is not the best sandcastle <laughs> in the universe, right. I'm not going to do it. They're so in the moment. They're so in the process. And they let their creativity flow. And they pursue everything with a sense of wonderment. And if we could do that, have more wonderment, have more curiosity, have more fun, we're way too serious. Laugh oh. at ourselves. Be silly. Move our bodies. Like, 
all these things. You know, we look at kids and like they're so happy, and we forget, hey, we were a kid once. That's too. right. We still know how to do all that stuff. Yeah, and and our kids aren't going to Pinterest to figure out how to build a sandcastle. That is true. And they don't have five hundred examples of success and failure. They just they're going to just wing it from their own little brain. Exactly. Like it. Mm. Okay, we got about another minute. Give us a little update on gorge with gratitude. Because if you're going to gorge yourself, you may as well use gratitude. Yeah, I think that's the other thing that we forget about when we're in comparison coma. When we're consistently looking for what we're missing in life, we aren't seeing all the amazingness that is there. And whatever we focus on expands. So it makes sense to focus on everything you're grateful for. I mean, if you're having a bad day, just be grateful that you've got 10 fingers, if you have 10 fingers. You know, there's, yeah. there's always something to be grateful for. And when we focus on that, it expands. And it's really hard to be narcissistically um, disappointed and self-focused if we're really con- considering the things we're grateful for. And that's not new advice. People have heard, you know, focus on gratitude before. But I'm, I'm amazed at how, how infrequently people do it. Oh, yeah. You know? So if, like, this is the 100th time you've heard some experts say, focus on what you're grateful for, is this the time that you actually are going to do it? <laughs> They're not, mm. It's just easier. It's easier to fall down to the, you know, the other negative traits. Yeah, we, have, we all have a little love, love story with Victimville, and it's important that we get out of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't it, – it is so – it's so – that's the human way, isn't it? Just to kind of wallow in the victim. It is. It can get us attention and validation and all these things. But, you know, we need to liberate ourselves out of that by not asking why is this happening, but asking what am I learning and what can I be grateful for? It's beautiful. It's a great, great lesson from you, Christine. Christine Hassler is her name. Thanks for joining us. My you, pleasure. You exceeded I my expectation. Exceeded expectations. Thank no, God. You totally did because I thought this was going to be the worst ever. <laughs> and you were fantastic. Awesome. Well done. Keep up the great work. We're going to have to have you back uh, and maybe go through some of your other books as well. Would love that. Good stuff. Christine Hassler is her name. Go to her website, christinehassler.com. Lots of great tools and ideas. Remember, if you get the book and then you enter in, I, I guess, if you go to her website, you can enter in your receipt code, I guess, and get some freebies. Christinehassler.com. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Just plugging in my ears right now. Oh, there I am. Hey, expectations. Uh, you know, life's filled with them. We got a great show. Second hour. The second hour live of the show in the new year. Wow. It's a big moment coming up in a bit. Meg Conley's in the house. By the way, sporting more colors in one outfit than any woman should wear at one time. Fantastic. You seeing it, Sean? Yeah, it's Meg in the multicolored dream coat. <laughs> totally. With, uh, what are those things called again? Rosettes. Rosettes on it. <laughs> I tried to get her to cut one of them off for me, <laughs> but she wouldn't do it. Meg in progress. Meg Conley, it'll be, well, she'll be joining us. She's in great shape, recovered from the holidays. She took a 
that accident, arm was in a sling. She's still got hair that looks like mine. It's a good day. Also, another expectation. Um, I, I put together a list, top eight things we need to let go of this year. Letting go? Uh-huh. You're talking about letting go? <sighs> no. I retired that song. <laughs> Somebody didn't get the memo. The button's still there. <sighs> okay. So the name of this segment was going to be the, the top eight things that we were supposed to huh-huh. <laughs> now I'm just going to say the, the top eight things we need to get rid of. Oh, okay. Okay? Because I hate that song now. I don't hate it. Hate's a strong word. I seriously dislike it. So instead of doing a New Year's resolution, I'm not big into those because I uh-huh. hate lying to myself and then breaking it a few right. weeks later. I understand. So instead, eight things that we need to eliminate. I called – you've oh, heard of the process now. of elimination. Okay. I call this the 2015 Project of Elimination. Okay. Eight things we're going to eliminate. Numero uno. Yes, number one. Let I have go to translate. Of, yeah, thank you. Uh, let go of the stories that don't serve you. Oh, I like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. We all carry all these stories that don't serve us. Like, eh, yeah, I don't I'm, – I'm not good at math. That was the story I've always carried. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I'm great at math. I'm just – I hate algebra. <laughs> okay. Why did you just say it that way? That was rude. Don't give my don't give Meg a microphone yet. Okay. But let's not bring her in next time this early because she just looks and just she wants to be snarky. <laughs> That's a story. I'm just gonna let it. Okay. I'm gonna leave it alone. But what? So what is a story? What is a story in your definition? There? Um, I'm a, I'm out of shape. That's actually true. Um. A story like it's just something you tell yourself all the time to yeah. make up for something. I'm not very good at this. Okay, I'm not good at this. It, it, that's what I hear my kids say when. Yeah. Oh, I'm not good at homework. Yeah, I, I don't like homework. I'm not yeah. good at it. And the reality is, you wouldn't know if you're good at it or not because you don't ever do it. Exactly. So if you don't ever do it, the problem isn't the story that you're not good at it. The problem is you've never spent enough time to get good at something. Okay. So lose the story because otherwise, remember, the story just keeps our thinking alive. Mm-hmm. So we got to get new stories if we want to be able to change some of these thoughts to be healthier. Numero dos. Number two. Let go of the need to keep score. Oh. You know oh, what I mean? The yeah. Scorekeeping. I used to do that. Did you like, oh, okay, well, I brought you a cup of water. Why didn't you bring me a glass of water? I mean, that's like mm-hmm. weird. I brought you. I made you dinner. Why don't you make me dinner? I gave you a wonderful gift, and why didn't you yeah. reciprocate? I gave you knives. Where's my chef's jacket? Mm-hmm. My chef's hat. And my clogs. And I, put the, I put the kids to bed last night. Yeah. Why don't you put... The reason it doesn't work is because the most important things in life, you can't tally. Yeah. So you spend your entire life trying to tally stuff that aren't tallyable. I don't know if that's a word. Is that a word, Meg? Tallyable? Oh, Meg's not on there. She's not answering questions. See, she's keeping score. That's a perfect example. Meg in progress, negative. That's a demerit. We just gave her a demerit. Um, but we got to watch out because, again, the most important things in life, how valuable would be a couple more minutes with a baby that you're losing that was mm-hmm. born and is sick? How How valuable are a couple more minutes? And that's – how do you measure that in the value scale? Right. So we always try in our world to put it on, you know, on the scoreboard. We try to see how valuable it is there in our wallets. We, we have a value market or number. 
in our um, time, how much time we can spend with somebody. But the valuable thing isn't the time with the child. It's what happens to your heart when you're with the child. Mm-hmm. So quit keeping score with people because reality is you're not ever going to be able to – the score will never be fair. Exactly. Life's not fair. So quit trying to measure it. We've got to let go of the overs and the unders. Most okay. human beings tend to go one of two directions. We go overboard and we do way too much to escape life. Or we go underwhelmingly low in expectation and we do nothing. So we need to be a mediocrity? Yeah. Quit overwhelming yourself and be average and mediocre like me. Okay. That's the, that's the idea. Like, for example, I know, a, I, know, I know a person that when she dresses up, she could pick one color. She could pick four colors, mm-hmm. but she doesn't. She always goes over and 70 colors later – and two, and 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 two burned it. corneas <laughs> later. Did you see the You're not on the air. And <laughs> anyway, you gotta you gotta watch out for the overs and unders because we all feel like we're so incredibly valuable because we're overscheduled and overcommitted and we're overdoing everything and now we're exhausted. You know what? Stop it. And you gotta quit underwhelming everybody. Okay, then I'm just going to do nothing and you go the other way. No, I need people to be in the space between, in the, in the now, in the moment, balanced, heaven forbid. Next, let go of what's not working. Hello, we talked about that earlier. If it's not working, it's not working. Let it go. Find another way to do it. Try something different. Don't keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting it to be different. It's not going to be. Next thing we need to leave for the new year is let go of the need to accumulate stuff. Right? Oh, yes. We don't need more houses. We don't need a new house. I can tell you right now, I need to get rid of some video games. Yes. The drawers are not holding them anymore. And every Christmas, we buy all this stuff, and then we, we've accumulated more. But in mm-hmm. reality, we're all going to go away, and we're all going to die. Do you remember the game Monopoly? I have three versions of it at my house. At the end of the game, what happens? So you've just dominated everybody. You own half of Boardwalk. You're the bomb, whatever. Mm-hmm. You got all this money. What happens at the end of the game? It goes back in the box. And we just shut the box up. It always goes back in the box. So if it always goes back in the box, get used to the fact that you don't need the stuff anyway. And what would happen if you could just be really comfortable not needing to accumulate more and just let it go? Don't you dare touch that. (laughs) Next, uh, let go of just one bad habit. I've got 12 bad habits. If I could just let go of one bad habit, Mm -hmm. just one. Not even the hardest one. Just the most annoying one or the, the, the one that would pull the most weight. If I could just get rid of this one thing, boo, what would that be? How about this one? Let go of the fear that keeps you hostage. We all have little fears, the fear of failure. And we talk about this a lot with Kim Giles on the show. But we all have fears. We all have things we're afraid of, uh, fear of success, fear of failure, fear of dressing with too much color, fear of dressing without enough color, fear of losing McConkie. To some chef from chef school. We all got fears. Let it go. Last but not least, let tomorrow go and live life today. We got to let go of tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be here anyway, so no more excuses of saying, well, there's always tomorrow. I'll just do that tomorrow. I'll just do that tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll read my kids a book. Tomorrow I'll read Zuzu and Viola a book. Get personal, Matt. <laughs> You're still not on the air. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there's the eight things. Uh, Handwritten, the 2015 Project of Elimination, right there. Eight things we need to get rid of. One thing we are definitely not going to get rid of, no matter what management says, 
we are not going to get rid of Meg Conley. Uh, sure, she dresses funny. Sure, she wears the Technicolor dream coat. But she's a keeper. Meg Conley's her name. Meg in Progress is her website if it happens to be up. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we've got a lot of show left. Meg Conley is in the house. She's got some great stories about her holiday season and her physical therapy. <laughs> we'll be talking about all of it up next right here on the Matt Townsend Show after this break. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's got it. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of them. Fantastic. Oh, the best music ever. The only song we can use to introduce Meg Conley, who's wearing the coat of many colors. It's been hand crocheted. It's beautiful. Yeah. It reminds me of my grandma's afghan. So my... That's kind of the point. Let me smell it. No, listen, my mom smells like my mom and I used to own a like boutique together, and I was the buyer, and I bought all the clothes for it. And this is one of the brands that we carried. So this is what, from... oh, it's a it's like a new thing. Yeah, well, I, I mean, it's like, like it's like seven grandma years old handed or something. it down though. No, it's, fantastic. it's gorgeous. It's Swedish. Say that again. Swedish. Yeah. Fancy. Uh, by the way, have you tried their fish? I I don't mind white fish. Like even no. when it's been pickled, I'm no, okay with Swedish it. fish. Oh, Swedish fish. They're red. No, that's gross. They are to die for. They stick to your teeth and they don't taste like anything. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Seemed a little negative. <laughs> Meg, how was Christmas? Um, it was good. It was busy. What did we do? I love do? Christmas though. Do you, you're, you, we were just talking off air. I don't like holidays. I'm gonna fix that. Are you? Yeah. What are you gonna do? I'm the fixer. You are the you're the Christmas fixer picker. It's like a time. There's so much hope. And joy and cookies and the birth of Christ. And it's I mean, so I like, exciting. I like all that. So what What don't you like? The mall. The traffic. Amazon Prime, dude. The bill. Well, that that's something you got to figure out between, but see, between it, you and Mrs. See, Mrs. if it was Claude. just about Christ's birth, that's fantastic. But instead, it's about, I didn't want red. It just sounds like your your kids are kind of bratty, I guess. That's no, I was talking, that was that was Zuzu. <laughs> that was Zuzu saying. Something. You know what, my kids. I'm sure we will encounter that at some point, yeah, you right? Will. You will. But but my kids are still so little. Yeah. That they're just delighted with anything Santa Claus brings. You have two kids: yeah. Zuzu, Viola, one husband, Riley. Yep. A new house. A new a new old house, but new to us. A new old house yeah. with asbestos. There is a little bit of asbestos. Hey, I'm not going to sit like, here and lie about that. It's not like asbestos ever killed anyone. <laughs> Um, and you have one and a half cars. Yeah, yeah. I got into that car accident, and so you that's that kind happened of a rough right after we called last time. Right before. Oh, oh right before. Yeah, yeah. Because when I talked to you the last time, I had to l- lay on the carpet because yeah. I was in so much pain. Yeah, that was weird. And I had like the phone on the carpet and my uh-huh. ear up to the phone. I'm dedicated. You're. You know what? You're. You're probably the most dedicated guest we've ever had. I should have used the word committed because then you could have made a joke about that. Next time. I'll set yeah. you up better. Okay. Next I'm time. sorry. Let me write that down. <laughs> so we remember that you will be committed next time. Um, but you're okay now? You're, yeah, you've... we're getting there. I have to go in for some tests 
and you, they think they well, think there still... was some damage to my yeah. neck back area. Oh yeah, I can see it. So... <laughs> you're still a little twitchy. <laughs> so there's just like some residual pain, but but you, what is life? Do you if know not pain? I am a doctor? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> not that kind of doctor. So if you want, if you have any questions, sure, sure. Ask Make sure away. I, I don't have my insurance. Um, I don't know if you're approved by my insurance, but I'll look into that. What kind of insurance? Do you have? <laughs> we'll do this off air. Yeah. Hey, um, today we've been talking about expectations. You've been listening to the show. Yes, uh, I loved it. What was your favorite part? <laughs> I just loved how you expectations are good things, right? But huh? not if they cause too much disappointment. Yeah. Yeah, that right. was my favorite part. <laughs> You're the only guest that pretends like they watch or listen to the show and then have never actually ever listened to the show. I do listen to the show. Here's the problem. I'm driving here while your show is on, and I don't have Sirius XM in my car. Well, And the way you drive, quite honestly. Who knows, right? Danger. You just can't be distracted. You need to focus. But if I were home or in a car with Sirius XM, yeah, I would always be. I, no, you know what? And I can't stream it. On my cell phone because I've got not very much data in my data plan. So that's my other reason for not well, listening to it on the way over here. It's a great show. It's great. I love Today it. Today we've been trying to lower <laughs> the expectations of the show. Today we, we've been calling it the worst show ever. No. But it makes everyone think, oh, sure. no, it's fantastic. Wow, it's actually really good. So, uh, today I've gotten more compliments. From who? Just. Like yourself. Uh, my mom. Sure. Texted, wife called in. Wife called in. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, our guest said, no, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> I almost said no when you asked to interview me, Jeez. but stick yeah. around. That's great. Um, by the way. Way to we, start the new year. Yeah, that's why we're here. So um, expectations. So did this holiday season meet the expectations? Yeah, here's the thing. I was so glad we were talking about this because in the course of the week and a half that contained Christmas and all its festivities, yeah. we moved from one house. From the little house to the big house. From the, the tiny house to the slightly... Slightly less tiny the house. mini mansion. Uh-huh. And, right. And um, and there was a lot. There's a lot that goes into moving, oh, right? Totally. It's such an emotional, mental thing. Yep. And we had closed on this house the day before Thanksgiving. And it was it's a complete gut job. I oh, mean, everything, no. all the carpets had to be ripped up, all the wall, 2,700 square feet, just like on the first Did you floor get it of done? wallpaper taken down. I took down 2,700 square feet of wallpaper by myself. Is that why you have Band-Aids on every fingertip? Kind of, uh, no, I really did for a while. A and um, and we refinished wood floors, mm. laid down new floors, and we did about 80% of the work ourselves. So you're you're working and you're working yeah. and you have this deadline because we had to move Plus in. Plus the holidays coming in, Plus creeping in. Plus the holidays in. coming. We Plus moved you, in you right were before Christmas. the nerve damage. Sure. That happened three days before we moved. Uh. So, so it's crazy. So in your head you feel like – and you know, there's always a – yeah, you move because of space – because it's time to move on. But generally, there's some sort of psychological component, right? Yeah. That makes you feel like, okay, it's time to pick up yeah. my entire life yeah, move and it. start over somewhere right. else. Or just so, a bad neighbor. Sure. Or neighborhood. Yeah, Our cars are being broken into. But but so the, the, thing that, the thing I think that, you know, spurred on this move is that my dad had died in February. It was this huge life change. And the women listening will know, like, if somebody... You know, your boyfriend breaks up with you or you don't like the way that that dress fits when it fits so well six mm-hmm. months ago, whatever it is, you go cut your hair, right? Like, well, I'm upset, so I'm going to oh, cut my hair. Do? Yeah. Sure. It's like this female. Yeah. I'm sure there's lots of like really well, interesting yeah. studies. Guys do the same thing. 
Well, we we just eat a, 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 a sleeve of Pringles. Sure. So to each their own, right? Mm-hmm. So this was like the world's biggest haircut. Yes, it was time for us to move. Yes. Like you... it was time for us to get into a place that would fit our family. Mm-hmm. But also Riley and I needed a change. Yep. So so this was the change. So there's all this like cool. expectation yeah, wrapped up in totally. that. And then with the anticipation of like actually prepping the house from the studs out and you yeah. feel like oh, it's it's got to be all done before we move in because this is our yeah. life and we're starting and the first a new, holiday yeah. the first holiday and so when we moved in we moved in the saturday before christmas so like four days before christmas and you know the the floors were done and the walls been painted but we still hadn't you know figured out the hardware for the kitchen and one of the bathrooms hadn't been done yet so there's you know, four bathrooms in the house, but only one of them worked and all these things that, that I had felt like, well, if we're starting a new, we need to start fresh and starting Mm -hmm. fresh means a brand new place. But here's the thing, like your life is always in progress. There's no such thing as this brand new magical start. And so once I wrapped my head around that, that was exciting. It's exciting that we get to continue to, to rebuild this little home as we're rebuild, as we're building this new chapter in our lives. I've I've been in my home 10 years and we only have one of the four bathrooms working as well. Do you? There you Mm -hmm. go. So we're still rebuilding. Broken them all. But, yeah. um, That's because of the boys. We have a lot of boys. Sean. Uh, it's hard. <laughs> Just think it through. Um, but, but yeah, there's a ton. And by the way, that has like five different expectations. So what was sure. the hardest thing? The home, the well, dad reunion or lack it, of the holiday with It was all of dad. it, right? Because here's the other thing. You and I were talking about this, but my dad was Father Christmas. Yeah. Well, he mean, wasn't my- Papa Noel. Let's be real. <laughs> He might have as well have been, He's a great right? guy. It was amazing. And Christmas was just his season. That's and so cool. I was also terrified of having to celebrate my first Christmas without him. I didn't know how to do it. Like, he's the narrator, yeah, right? That's right? And so in some ways, the move helped because you were so distracted. But then December 23rd came. The boxes hadn't been unpacked yet. Mm. I have children that expect Christmas. I had to go get the Christmas tree. And you had to decide, is my expectation... Every Christmas I've had before this, or is my expectation every Christmas I hope to have after this? Hmm. And I decided on the latter. Yeah. And it was peaceful and simple. We didn't do a huge tree because I couldn't wrap my brain around having to like go by the tree stand. Yeah. Which I know is crazy because <laughs> no, it's that's not just that hard. One more thing. It's just one more thing, and I was anxious, and I still was trying to figure out, you know, where my clothes were. I couldn't mm-hmm. find that box, and so, so I went to Home Depot, and they had these little. Um, they're like, oh, what are they called? They're like these little little island pines that they had. You know, it's like two feet tall, and it was in a little potted thing, and it was on sale for $14. And I said, there's Bingo. our Christmas tree. Two, uh, two, two feet tall? It really, so tiny. Well, maybe we could have gone bigger than that. No, it's, it's the only thing I could fit in my car. Okay. And I wasn't going to figure anything else out. This okay, is what that's I could good. Do. No, that's good. So Keep I found, it simple. I got one string of lights and one little star that's thing for the top. That's a lot of lights for that little tree. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> it looked like it was like some lights with like a little <laughs> bit of tree. So, that's but great. This is such a great example of expectation. I got it all decorated and I felt like this is my widow's might. Like this is what I'm capable of this year. And Riley walked in the room and he's like, oh, the girls are going to wake up and be so mad. That's the worst. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I felt like you're right. This is really pathetic like they're gonna be so mad and i went to bed 
and he was teasing me, but also acknowledging yeah. a most likely truth, yeah. right? Yeah. But um, maybe but you should have bought two trees, right? But I went to bed very upset because I felt like all I could do was pathetic. Yeah. Like he's right. You know, Riley's great. Like yeah. he wasn't he's being fantastic. mean, but um, he puts up with a lot. He puts up with a lot. That guy. So then, puts up so then, <laughs> with a ton. So the next morning, you know, it's still dark even when it's yeah. relatively late here. So I was up um, putting things away in the kitchen and I hear their little pitter patter come into the front room and I just pause. I'm like, oh, what are they going to say? Did you have the lights was, on? The lights were off. So just the lights were on on the tree. Okay. Yeah. And it's Christmas Eve, right? Beautiful. And so they, well, eh. but so they run out and um, I hear Zuzu turn to Viola and she says, look, Viola, it's like a Christmas tree had a baby. It's so <laughs> cute. And I just started bawling. It's a baby I was like, tree. See, they managed great. the expectation. They were just delighted to have anything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be just delighted to have anything, but I'm yeah. also going to be just delighted to give anything. That's right. Beautiful. That's hard. So you don't have teenagers. Because <laughs> they would be like, what the? What is this? No, my Come kids on. Will, my kids always be perfect. Your kids, <laughs> but your kids, they, boy, they handled they it, it perfectly. They handled it perfectly. <sighs> That's cool. You've got a good, you've got a good life, Meg. I got a good life. I mean, sure, your neck's a little off. It may never work again. Sure, you're always looking shame. at someone else. <laughs> Good to have you back. <laughs> it's good to be back. The coat of many colors. She's wearing it well. We're going to take a break. When we come back, she's going to give us more ideas. Meg Conley, more expectation of what? What are we going to talk about? Uh, we're going to we're going to talk about it in the next one. <laughs> she does not quite know yet. No, I know. No, it's okay. It's okay. No, we've just done an entire show, and you're about to come up with yours. How great is that? No, that's all right. At least management's no, not listening. We're that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Hey, um, we're all good. Just take your two foot tree and just settle down. We'll be right back. More fun with Meg Conley from MeganProgress.com right here on the Matt Townsend Show. Welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. Mick Conley needs a lover that won't drive her crazy. That's true. The, you need you need a lover that'll come finish your house. Yeah, come on. I so here's the thing. By the way, Meg Conley from MeganProgress.com. Is your website up today? It is. Is and, it? It's working. Um, right. I took a little sabbatical, but yeah. we have a new article going up tomorrow. So. so it'll probably be out in three days. No, it'll be up tomorrow. Do you, Do you happen to know what the article is about? Uh, get back to me on that. Okay. No, it's about loving crazy people. Well, that's why the song that's is called here. You Need a Lover <laughs> That Won't Drive You Crazy. Um, Meg Conley. Yes. So you've had a very big, busy, difficult month. Right. Year. 2014. It's been a hard year. Shredded expectations. Yeah. yeah. Um, my concept of what disappointment actually was. I yeah. mean, 2014 was my the year so far with the most... Pain, growth, and beauty. Absolutely. And December was like this nice little Petri dish of that. Like a little wow. concentrated yeah. formula. Just kind of, yeah. It's just, that was just... Uh, <laughs> no, Are you laughing at my pain? No, no, no. I'm just <laughs> trying to, Anyway. Um, it's it's just a microcosm. Glad, glad to, it's, yeah. glad uh, to entertain. <laughs> so the hardest thing now, other than the injury... 
Sure. That was rough. That threw a wrench That's into totally things, rough. right? Well, yeah. it's hard to walk, you know, down your new hall <laughs> when you can't walk straight. Sure. You know what the, I mean? I, I can walk straight. Uh, not what I saw. <laughs> that was not straight. I don't want to be rude, but that was pretty crooked. That you, doesn't that's have anything to do with the injury. Yeah. Everything to do with something else. But um, Talk about expectations and the new house. Because yeah, sure. now you live in the lap of luxury. You got the mini mansion. <laughs> Uh, we have a 1953 Rambler, so you can. But 53 redone down cool. to the studs. Well, we well some of it has been redone down, down to the studs. You have one out and of four bathrooms. For example, the kitchen, right? Right. The kitchen has the original appliances in it. 1953 oven, which is super cute and super doesn't like. There's very little insulation, so the cabinets yeah. around it get kind of hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you smell smoke, and it cooks kind of hot. Wood burning. Like like the cookie recipe says, ten minutes. You really only need it in there for three. Like that kind of thing, but here we can't afford to do well, anything you don't about cook that right anyway, now. So this oh is no, okay. I'm a really good cook. Oh really? Yeah, really. When it's one that... of the only things I do well. Is that what you did over the holidays? Yeah, totally. Learn to cook. <laughs> you're such a. Now, do you, are you a great cook? Yeah, it's you funny. should you should own what you're good at. Right, I'm good at that. I'm not very good at very many other things, but I'm, I'm a great eater. I didn't have to tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> she looked Burn, at my gut. Got for those you back. <laughs> for those that aren't watching this on TV, she gazed at my gut. It wasn't a gaze; it was a glance. It was gaze a, pretty, is a little bit creepy. <laughs> it was. It was creepy. That was so rude. Uh, but, anyway, but, we're back with but, the rude Meg Conley. So when we when we closed on the house right before Thanksgiving, we had this budget right, and it had to yeah. do with us doing most of the work ourselves, yeah. and we felt like. If we do most of the work ourselves, we're going to be able to really just make this what we want and move into what we yeah. want. Okay. That well, that's was a never mistake. that's never what yeah, actually no. happens, right? Yeah. We still did most of the work ourselves, and then we went a little bit over budget. Well, and you did this all in the month get, of December, right? Right, those three weeks, and we yeah. didn't get done nearly as much as as we thought we would, right? right? You're just two people, sure. But right. I told Riley, so we were sitting there budgeting because we budget on the thirty, the last day of every month for the upcoming month, right? And right. we use the envelope system. Oh, do you? That's great. Yeah. I just steal money from other envelopes. Yeah, yeah, So it yeah. doesn't really work out. But, so you really but, only need one envelope. Sure. But, <laughs> well, you know what I call that envelope? A wallet. But in the, sure. But in theory, it's super Yeah, it's a great, great. theory. And so, um, so we were budgeting and we don't have enough money, at least this month, to do anything else to the house oh, like boy. the air returns all need to be replaced they're just yeah. like gaping holes right oh, now so right? the kids could fall in sure well sure. they're not that small but yes <laughs> okay. um we can't do anything about that right now oh, well we're gonna have to hit that next month manage and, the expectation but here's the thing i was upset about it when we first moved in because i felt like i'm supposed to be an adult there's supposed to be a doorknob on my door and there <laughs> isn't okay like literally no doorknob how do you get bedroom in? door okay, you just well, push it yeah you don't need you just that. push it yeah so <laughs> But then while we were budgeting, I just felt really great relief. I don't have to worry about anything yeah. else with the house for this month. I get to finish putting away the boxes and then we're done with it for now. Yeah. And hopefully next month we can get knobs. Okay. <laughs> that would be nice. Can't you just go grab a knob from another door? Well, then that door would be without a knob. Well, just go to the door that's like downstairs that no one uses. I mean, this is Poor just an door. idea for no, you. No, I don't like this idea. I like. I just want a new knob. Okay. So it's really more about what you want. Okay, I get it. Oh, this is the other thing. Actually, that really wouldn't work because most of the doors in the house are sliding doors. It was built in the 50s and they're pocket doors. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? Which is super cool. Yeah, sure. If you're like at camp. 
No, that's really cool. All the doors like, in the house are sliding. Um, doors. Most of them, except wow. the master bedroom and one other bedroom. That's cool. So they don't so even have So they're knobs. like these really beautiful hardwood yeah, sliding doors. That's cool. You're judging no, I, me right been, now. You're no, such fantastic. a jerk. <laughs> sliding doors, I didn't know that you could have them in every room in the house. That's cool. It was a thing, okay? Yeah, in the 50s it was Yeah, huge. well, because it was space saver. Well, well, and doorknobs were really expensive. <laughs> but listen, it was... It was a relief because there are a lot of other things I'd like to do in my life. I yeah. haven't been writing as much. I would like to start writing again. I need yeah. to finish some things with my kids. Like, and so you're still. Are you still homeschooling? No, no, no. She goes to private school now. Okay, so we gave that up. Pretty we fast. gave that up pretty fast. Well, that was smart. like a month. That's good. Well, yeah, sure. Well, that, was, that had to have been a great month. <laughs> it's a month that felt like a year. So we. So, but it was great. I think sometimes if we look at our inability to accomplish an expectation as a relief, yeah. as something that gives you time to focus on other things, then not only will we be more productive, yeah. have a better perspective, but it makes your life less complicated. Well, and that's good because you, you, one expectation wasn't met, but three more were. Sure. So right. by and once the, the weight of it all, it was great. Once they were more necessary. And here's the thing. At the end of the day, we're living without a knob on our bedroom door just fine. Should we get one eventually? Sure. sure. It's creepy that there's like a hole that yeah. you can like peek through, right? Yeah. No, little... not even just creepy. That's <laughs> illegal in 12 states. <laughs> a little bit weird. That's but... weird. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. But whatever. we're living fine without it. And so I loved when you're talking about elimination yeah. because I think that is absolutely- Simplify. The... Yes. Simplify. And so simplification right now means we've done the best that we and our pocketbook can do. Yep. And now we're just going to kind of let it ride. We're going to ride it. And, and it's going to be okay for a while. You can put tape over the hole. Sure, sure. One could. And I can One bake those could, cookies you in could. three minutes. I probably won't. I'm not good at like doing things. You could go get a doorknob like for ten bucks. Following through on things. Do you have ten bucks? Yeah, I got ten bucks. Go get sure. a doorknob. Well, you're ruining my example here though, okay? Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. And the doorknob I really want is like forty five. It's really pretty. Sean's gonna <laughs> give you a doorknob. Oh, Sean! Sean's got one out of his car. Well, here's the thing: just take one of the doorknobs off our door here. Side note, okay? Kind of weird. The lady who lived there was very old when she died, and you know how old people get really paranoid. Mm -hmm. So, on almost every door, except for the sliding doors, but the doors outside our bedroom door, there were like five to seven locks. Wow! Down to ankle height. What? Why? I don't That's know. That's for the elf. It's creepy. So we probably will just end up replacing, because we took the doorknobs off to paint the doors, but we'll probably just end up replacing our door because there's so many wow. notches where the locks are supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, notch locks. Creepy. Yeah. Why don't you just cover up the hole and then put a lock on it? You have Apparently you have a lot of extra locks. Oh, no, we have a lot of extra locks. No one could do that. But eventually- one, You keep saying one. Eventually. I guess we mean Riley. Eventually. So when Riley hears this- Eventually we will either get a new door or new knobs, but it's okay that we can't you, do you, it right uh, now. That, let's go back to and you. And that's yeah, eventually kind that's of fine. what I'm trying to get at. You're, you're, yeah. such, a, you're such a dude. I'm trying Let to me solve fix this it for you. you. It's a flipping doorknob. I'm not an idiot. Like I know, how to, I know what one does. Okay, Sean, go get her a doorknob right now. Just take one off of one of the doors. Poor here. little Megan couldn't figure out how to get a doorknob. Poor Megan. It was my example. But the set, also yeah. the kitchen. It's got everything's original. It's the 1950s. Yeah, which I but think is crazy. Thing. That's a fire hazard. It's a problem. But do I want to spend no. the five no. to twenty thousand dollars to redo a kitchen right now? No. Or the or the two hundred to three hundred, four hundred thousand to replace the home <laughs> after a fire? No. No. So we're gonna. Make do with what we have. That and it's great. exciting and it's a good story and it's functional. So why freak out about it? And you're it? sticking to it. I'm sticking to it. I want to go on a Disney cruise before I get a new kitchen, you know? 
Do you really? I really do. I think the kids would really like it. I think it would be a good memory. You know, I go on cruises. I take people on cruises. I'm going to go on one with you someday, and June. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be your co-headliner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, <laughs> one thing about it, on every cruise door, there's a there's a knob. So fancy. Fancy. Wancy. I can't even imagine. There um, must be so much money involved. That, that was a, it, they're expensive. That was a great. <laughs> that was a perfect metaphor. I'm sorry, I ruined it. Yeah, you really did, Matt. I didn't ruin it. I should have picked something other than the knob because, like, that is true. No, that but, is missing. No, but, but I mean, I should have just let your metaphor no, go half broken. It just died. It's fine. I'm gonna buy a knob now. <laughs> I'm still worried about the sliding doors. It's it's cool. Have you ever been in like in a like the old World War II apartments, like in New York and stuff? They all have sliding doors. Oh, do it was they? just kind of in hmm. saved room. Oh, because they were so small that you could just slide the doors. You didn't have the door swinging the, the open. House, the house isn't tiny, but it's like an incredible, like very efficient use of space in every part of the house. They were whoever did it was very serious about that. So well, I'm glad. Way to go, them. Them. Good job. Them, good job. Thank you for building the house. That, uh, that, everything else though with the house, <laughs> other than the knobs, it's good. We're gonna have you over for dinner. I would love to. We'll have like a big radio party, Let's and, do you, it. and you'll see, you'll get it. It's very cool. What's well, a mini mansion? It's not a mini mansion. <laughs> it's a mini it's, mansion. All together, it's like with two Lexum in front. Because you can't, you can't use the basement because the basement's so gross. We just lock the door to the basement with a we, knob. Yeah, the basement has a knob. Maybe I'll take that one. I'd take that All knob. right. <laughs> and use how many locks did you use? Four. You don't know what's down there. You just gotta be careful. <laughs> um, yeah. I feel bad for you. Why? I'm so excited. I told Riley. Well, you've every had day. a very stressful year. Is this it year going to be year. different? Let's set an expectation for this year. Uh, just happiness. More happiness. Was last year happy? Last year was joyful. Okay. There was did, a lot of joy, yeah. but I didn't. There wasn't as much room for happiness, which was circumstantial. But I think this year has to be happier, so that's going to be great. Well, knock on wood. Knock on wood, and um, or for Micah, <laughs> what would uh, what would your dad say, Mister Papa Noel? Yeah. What would he say as you're starting this new year? He was just a big proponent of just moving forward, and that everything going. and everything's going to be okay, Maggie. What do you say that? Yeah, you Maggie. Said that. Yeah, Maggie. What would he say about your doorknob? He would buy me one. I know he would. And bring it to me. See, I was being very fatherly. He'd say, he'd, say, he'd come over. So he came over to our house a couple years ago, and I was still using the pots and pans that had been given to me um, very generously for my wedding, but they were really cheap pots and pans. It was like the Walmart, like not even Walmart. It was like a very off-brand Sub Rachel Walmart Ray. Brand. Like out of the back of a car you'd Kinda, buy Kind of, yeah. But it was great, and I'd been using yeah. them for like six Pinto years. pots, we call and them. And so he came over to cook with me in my kitchen, and he said, are these the pots you're using? He's like, this is like what I'd buy to go camping, and then you throw them away after the camping trip. And I was like, well, I've been using them for five years. And so the next time yeah. he came over, he had a bunch of cast iron for me, because he always wow. cooked in cast iron. Your dad, so that's, your dad, he was about making things last. Well, he was a spender. He was a giver. Okay. There's better. a difference. Yeah, there's a, way, it's a better way to say yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> he was a giver. Well, Meg, we love having you on the show. It's always so much fun. And um, I I hope the therapy works, the physical therapy. Sure. And, and the other therapy. Nothing wrong with either Nothing of them. Nothing wrong with any of them. No. I'm a big proponent. And our prayers are with you that you'll walk straight someday. Thank you. Someday. Fingers crossed. And good luck with the house. <laughs> Appreciate that. Are you going to stick with us this last break, this yeah. last segment? I don't want to see my kids yet. Had a girl. Uh, <laughs> it's been a long holiday, hasn't it? Yeah. I know. I, I could stay here all night. <laughs> We're going to take a break, my friends, when we come back. More with Meg Conley from Meg in Progress. And uh, Sean's going to 
keep talking about expectations with us. He's got uh, he's going to help us manage our own expectations. We'll take a break. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Thanks for joining us. We'll be right back after this break. We're back, wrapping up the show, the first show of the new year. Uh, Meg in progress. Meg Conley's here, sporting a coat of many colors. Here's the thing. I feel like you knew I was in an accident. You knew that I was moving at Christmas. Like, where's, like, my flowers or, like, my chocolates or, like, a, a coupon to get a burrito? Sharpie. There's a Sharpie. No, that's not. Look at Matt. I throw your sharpie back at you. You can keep we, your sharpie. We offered a doorknob. That's Matt didn't. I did, but that's I, true. Sean I, and James were like, I have. They have multiple doorknobs. I told you you could take any doorknob in this building. <laughs> I don't even care. Take your pick. <laughs> take your. You pick. can have a push bar if you want a push bar. I'm going to tell management that you said that. <laughs> well, Sean's the producer. <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm management. Um. Meg. Yeah. Meg, Meg, Meg. Mm. <sighs> Sean. Matt. I'll turn it over to you now. Okay. <laughs> I'm just well, trying to I'm just trying to get over Meg. <laughs> we've been talking about expectations on the show. The oh, whole yeah. show. The whole show. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanna get a I wanna get a little personal now. Oh, we're gonna oh. we're gonna get into the very white music and no, no, I'm kidding. Oh wow, um, that is personal. Let you guys do but that. I'll excuse I think, myself. <laughs> we have different expectations though at different points in our lives. Oh yeah, true. Okay, true that. So let's let's talk a little bit about that. You you have young kids. I have kids. You have kids. I have old kids. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I get it. What are your expectations when you're when you're a kid? What what are the ex- what do you what do your children tell you are their expectations, Meg? Honestly, they just want to be able to play. And mm-hmm. they want mine and Riley's complete approval at all times, like the safety that comes from that mm-hmm. food. Do Sleep. they? Uh, yeah, food. <laughs> really? As, uh, uh, the food will continue. I can right, guarantee right. that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but it's very simple. Yeah, that's very it simple. Is. Answers to their questions. Yeah. Sheesh, that's yeah. not my kids. Do they, but uh, what about your time? Sure, they expect some of my time. Mm-hmm. They're they're good at playing by themselves, but when they want it, they expect it to be given immediately mm-hmm. and without distraction. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I know my kids are a little bit older, so they're not. They ask for you know time, mm-hmm. but they're not as they're needy. not as, as needy of yeah. it. Yeah, that they can wait a few minutes if I tell them. Well, let me finish this, sure. and then we'll do whatever you're you're needing to do. My kids don't want my time. Or really? my questions. Or my... Yeah, they just want I, your money, right? They just want my money. I would love nothing Cash. better than to meet your posterity. Like, I just feel like it would explain a lot. They could explain a lot. Yeah. It's a true point. We're going to have to set that up sometime. <laughs> it's a really good idea. I'd like to meet him, too. <laughs> no, uh, I was with him all weekend. All week. All the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. How'd that go? It's great. <laughs> it's fantastic. It was great. It really was great. It's tons of fun, except they just, they come, my kids think money grows on trees and they expect that if they need money, sure, that you'd just be able to literally, literally <laughs> cough it up. Uh-huh. Isn't that how it works? 
No. I'm not living in a mini mansion. <laughs> so let's say you're in high school now. Okay. What were what were your expectations when you were in high school? What did, what did you think about? This will be easier for me because it wasn't as long ago as it That's was for true. you guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. boys, because I thought when I was in high school, I thought that we were all supposed to be in She's All That, right? Do you guys oh, okay. do you guys remember? Did your kids watch that, or do you remember? No, no, no. You're probably like right in between, right? Mm-hmm. Like your kids were too young. Yeah. So and um and then a very glamorous. Um, emergence and fantastic time in college. That's kind of what I'm like. Well, high school's not going to work out, but college will. I've already blown. Kind high of school. my expectation because I was a big nerd. <laughs> yeah, I, mine was more survival. In I just high wanted school? to survive high school. Yeah. Did you get picked on? No, I was more of the picker honor. You were not. Mm-hmm. No, I really wasn't. Uh, I wasn't, but I didn't get picked on. I just would charm my way out of everything. See, I was like invisible. Oh, really? Like nobody yeah, so knew was I. I was there. Like oh. for better or worse, so right? that's why we wear these clothes. <laughs> the AP kids. <laughs> Nobody's there. gonna miss you now. <laughs> Everyone will that's, know my name. That's interesting. I yeah, yeah but I I wanted to be invisible. Did but, you? Yeah, but with these rugged, good looks, good looks can, it's hard. So to Riley was the most. If if one could be the most popular boy in school, that was Riley. So and we Riley were best friends. And we were the same high school. The that was invisible complicated. Girl. Mm-hmm. No, not in high school. No. no. So I did that he too. Did I not had, date me. I had very school. popular friends, but my first three years of high school, I wasn't, I didn't kind of hang out with them in high sure. school. I hung out with them out, outside of high school. Sure. But then the last year of high school, I started hanging out with them. And so it was, yeah, I never got it that. It was much last different. Year. Yeah. Well, you, you actually, yeah, were asked to leave. Yeah. College was everything I thought it would be, though. <laughs> so you, things were So in, high, in college, what changed yeah. about you? What, what, what expectations did you have in college? Um, I just expected me to be myself. Right? Really? Like, I think your expectations yeah. mature as mm-hmm. you mature. Exactly. So you are maturing, so, yeah. That's and so fantastic. I was uh, delighted to be whatever the heck I am, and it worked out, and college was a lot of fun. What, what are you? <laughs> what are you? Any... Enigma wrapped in bacon. Ba- oh, bacon. <laughs> no, that's, uh, a, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. I'll, I'll have to share a recipe with you for cheesy bacon potatoes. Sure. Did, did, did you have cooker. expectations in college? I, 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 mine was just get her done. Mine go well, make some money. My expectation <laughs> was good, just though. get like, it done. Yeah, yeah get it yeah. done. I like that. Well, it took That's me good. a long time to get my college degree. I, I quit a few times and then and then eventually got it. You kept going back and mm-hmm. worked a little bit in between here and there. See, I was married. I wasn't. And I didn't my finish wife... college. What? <laughs> you didn't. So finishing college was not one of my expectations, no. and so I did not fail it. I need to write no, that I down. left. I got um, headhunted by a PR firm to go write really? for them. Oh, really? They wanted me to take a year off college, and I went and wrote for them, and I just never went back. Well, yeah. you, I mean, again, you've got the skills. Sure. Well, I was in the creative writing program, so everything if you worked could, out in the end. Yeah. Oh, if you, okay. if you could just keep yeah. your website website up, it would be fantastic. <laughs> I went for two years, though, and the two years I was there was really fun. Okay. So what are your expectations now in life? <sighs> That's a hard question, right? I I'm trying to not break a hip. I, I just I, – I don't want to have regret. Yeah, I don't okay. Either. And 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 all that that entails. That's like a big. That's a big thing to say, right? It's like, does that mean that I finally write a book? Does that mean that my kids? Ter- you know. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I just want to be able to live without regret. That is my biggest hope right now. Okay. My biggest expectation. I just want a really good birthday. Oh, when's your birthday? <laughs> February first. That was like really sad. <laughs> He's never. I don't had know a good why, birthday. but it's, that was so it's sad. A big, it's a big birthday. Fifty. Sixty-eight. I didn't want to. I'm like, what if it's forty? No, it's fifty. Fifty. Yeah, fifty. I turned thirty oh, in we're February. Gonna make it great. I turned thirty. There you go. February twenty-seventh. Oh my heavens! I, yeah. 
I have growths older than 30 that years old. That is disgusting to say. <laughs> I know. Like I'm assuming it's, it's hyperbole, not. but it's gross. It's not hyperbole. <laughs> I think it's a bacteria. Oh, my gosh. We will get that look at We're going to wrap the show up, my friends. Uh, Meg, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Thanks for all that you do and surviving you know. the last year. Sure. We look forward to a great year with you. And, and many more colorful clothes. <laughs> also coming up uh, tomorrow, we got more good stuff, more fun, more excitement, more insights in how to have a good life, of course. One quote on the way out from Haley Williams, sometimes it takes a good fall to really know where you stand. That's a great point, right? Well, like You've had it. a tough year. Yeah. Now true. you know where you stand. It's true. Thanks for joining us, friends. Again, we're here to help you find the good in the world. Join us again tomorrow. More fun, more good. More good. Right here on the Matt Townsend Show. <laughs> More good.